This is Big Three IGP. Catches in the league going in every week. Racking them points up. Who got the streak? Cause we joking it. Having some fun. Yeah, this how the crew getting it done. I'm talking Josh, Adam, and Bobby. Making waves like a tsunami. Hard hitting the IR's real. This football, yeah, you know the deal. Cause it's all about the defense and the TDs. Yeah, this is Big 3 IDP. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP podcast. And I'm joined in a sewed shack filled with Funko Pops tonight, including Aaron Donald, who's doing some extracurricular activities here, Bobbo, creeping around the table and whatnot. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we on this fine evening? Oh, brown and a biscuit again, Josh. Fresh off of AK number two. You doing okay over there, Addy? Hanging in there like a hair and a biscuit. <laughs> You're just trapped with biscuit metaphors for life. Yeah, that's all that's all I'm talking about. That wouldn't saying. be a bad thing. Yeah. I think Yeah, biscuits about, are great. Biscuits are great. Love biscuits. Go together like biscuits and gravy. You're a big uh, Bojangles biscuit guy. Oh, Bojangles biscuits are the truth. Never they had it. Cook them fresh every 45 minutes. Too much biscuit. Told. Too much biscuit uh, um, for the country ham sandwiches. Okay. Have you tried the new chicken sandwiches? Too thin a slice of country ham. More more ham or less biscuit? I need mean, always more ham. <laughs> Have you tried the new chicken? The new southern... Please stop. The new Cajun <laughs> filet biscuit? No, I haven't. These suckers are like 200% chicken. Like, they stick out around the edge wow. of the biscuit so much. Mm. Huh. What are they doing them chickens over And oh, pumping no. them full of roids. Uh, I always feel very, very uh, aggressive and frustrated anytime I eat one. They're good. They're really good chickens, though. They, that's, that's, what, that's the breakfast spot for me because it's, it's, so, it's the closest place to my house. We got a new chicken spot here. We'll have to review here soon. Yes. Yeah. Slim have you, chickens. Have you done? You've done slim I've chickens. I've done slim chickens okay, late so night. Bobo just needs to give it a try. So sorry, guys. It's uh, attached to a gas station that's still kind of weird for me. Yeah, I'm I not crazy about that. For a while here, when we got the new IGA, I tried the Witch Witch. Horrible decision. Mm-hmm. Horrible decision. One of the worst sandwiches I've ever had in my life. So I'm still kind of hesitant to go to the Slim Chicken. Seeing but- the people in the Witch Witch at the IGA, I'm not surprised it was a disappointing sandwich. Oh, but still, man. that's disappointing. Yeah, it's kind of... Because we don't have good sandwich spots here in town. Apparently, there is going to be a standalone whoa, 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 Slim whoa, whoa, Chickens. Whoa. Yes, that's true. Across from Popeye's. What did you just say? We don't have a lot of good sandwich places. Addy? We don't. Um, well, we got the Rafferty's Club. <laughs> I'm talking about it bluegrass sandwich. Fast, fast food chain. That is one thing about Sandwiches. We love some Rafferty's. Fast food chain sandwiches. Lindsay's Exceptional Sandwiches is gone. I love Lindsay's. Was that my was favorite. Great. They had three locations and they all shut down. Yeah. Was that a local or was that a national it's chain? Kind of like Big Three, growing too fast. Yeah, sure. Growing you know? too fast. Sure. What, what's our explosion point then when next we all year, shut we've down? Year. We've next already year, peaked. Next November. So next November. We're downhill. Have a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. What if that actually does happen though and then everyone's like, you guys called it on the show. Josh Stradamus. <laughs> Addy Stradamus. <laughs> so, Addy, you had a little bit of an incident, though, on vacation you were telling us about. Uh, saw your life flash before your ass a little bit. Yeah, something that's never happened to me before. I got uh, hit with a golf ball. In the air. In the air. In the air from about 100 out. Luckily, it was a wedge shot. But still, the guy was about 100 out. Um, I walked right into it. Hit me dead center in the chest. Did it take your breath away or did it like... Not really. You just walked right into it, though. It was just like getting punched in the chest, you know, 
pretty hard. It's just like a, it's just like a really, you know, it's a thud, like a big thud on your chest. That hurts. Then you look, then I looked down and saw the ball. Did you groan or like, didn't do a thing. I mean, truly I I gained the respect of, of my playing partners for sure. Immediately they were like, did they know they just chunked you in the chest? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Did you get a four or anything? So the way golf kind of is now it's, you know, you're out there playing with, with music. Mm -hmm. You got your little boom boxes with you, your, your Bluetooth set up to it. So Golf is cool, folks. I hate that. Yeah, I'm hate, very into new golf. I hate the narrative that golf is this stuffy game. Golf is, is like the coolest game there is, man. Mm-hmm. You can get out there, pound beers, listen to music, Heck compete yeah. with your bros. Crank it up. It's the best. It is the best game. It's something you can play until you get old, but it's it's gotten cool. And um, anyway, I had my music up, you know. Never even heard it. Never heard it. The guy definitely yelled it, he said. But uh, it walked right into it, so it hit me right in the chest. So if I would have had a step more, that would have probably hit me in the girl piece. Uh, in Florida. In Florida. Not near your dentist. Last day of the vacation. But, yeah, it would have been a long drive back. Just with no teeth. No teeth. But, yeah, God <laughs> took a took a golf ball to the chest. Hey, guys. A little bit That would have been it. And we yeah, Josh would have still maybe come in and record. Oh, absolutely. Linebacker. Absolutely. These linebacker episodes are too damn important. They're your ranks. Yeah, they're your, we need you. We ain't got nothing to audible to. So, yeah. Number 25, Jerome Baker. Yeah, I've got a new deal. It's a little tendy. A little tendy right in the middle of the chest. Did he but, stole uh, it at all? It was a decent, decent shot. No, I think he had quite a bit of loft on it. Thank God. That helps. That helps. Yeah. You take Truly. a line drive off the chest, you're probably <laughs> on your ass. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, if he if he hits that thing thin, I'm not I'm not in good shape. But yeah, it was um, it went as well as it could go. <laughs> For getting hit in the chest with a golf ball in Florida, in Florida. Yeah, well, golly. Thankful you got yeah. a little. So, what's bit. the moral to this story? Um, don't um. Don't have your don't have your music up when you're when you're waiting on someone to hit in front of you, and okay. don't walk and don't walk towards the green until you're for sure that the person is. Hit. What was Especially the song? someone you don't know? Okay, this was, this was a new group. So I was by myself. I was down there with the family this week. Sure. So I was by myself. So I, I linked up with these kids. Were like 21, 22. These awesome. college kids. These twenty one year olds. So you know, it was a it was a good time. I I, I made it. Uh, I didn't make it a big deal. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fine. You're like, <gasps> <laughs> just like wheezing when they're not around. Yeah, oh, guys, I'm fine. Oh, just on edge the rest of the rest around, making it miserable for these guys. Every time you hear a ball hit, just like, hey, remember when I could breathe? That was fun. Yeah. Did you tell them about the podcast? I didn't. I didn't. They didn't uh, like. I asked them if they liked football. I asked them like if they liked. Uh, they did, but they liked it. College SEC football from they're from Georgia. They're okay, from Georgia. okay, okay. So in Florida, know. Georgia boys can't do you know that's they're they're in the, when they say SEC football. You, there's no it's you're gone. They're they're gone. Wormhole. Yeah. What uh, what song were you listening to? Because I'm wondering now if you're gonna have PTSD anytime this song comes. I on. don't remember. I have no idea. Okay, that's for the best. Yeah, your brain is trying to do you a favor. I here. mean, there's a lot of filth on that. Uh, yeah, on that the mix. golf. The I golf have a golf mix. mix it's a lot of filth. A lot of filth. Moral to the story is. Adam's a bigger badass than you think he is. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> Truly. It was, uh, I said that, I said that to one of the guys, like, you, you have a lot more respect for me now, right? Because <laughs> it was badass. No, no lie. It Wait, was pretty tight. It, that's like a, uh, <laughs> you just pick it up at the pinnacle four. You're right here. <laughs> I just left it. I just didn't even, didn't even, I looked at the ball and just kept walking. I like, like to it was, imagine like it didn't happen. you asking him that like a Jeb Bush, please clap. Moment. Yeah, please clap. <laughs> please clap. Well, you, you were probably already parked too, like eight feet out. Pretty much. Yeah, birdie yeah. putt coming. Yeah, that's right. I got bigger things. Bigger yeah, concerns. I ended up, uh, yeah, I ended up finishing the bird out. Yeah. I do think that might have been my worst hole. I think I, I Well, we're going to blame the injury. that one. Yeah. 
and took one to the chest. <laughs> Speaking of things that are not good, boys, what do we think of this new Madden goat cover for Madden 22 with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes unveiled today? Um, I got to say, I'm, this, they started this kind of trend last year with Lamar Jackson, which is the worst designed Madden cover of all time. It is just, it's terrible looking. It looks like uh, notebook sketches from a, you know, 11 year old. And this one's not much better. It's just a really basic picture of Mahomes and Brady kind of man spreading. I'm assuming they maybe took this at the Super Bowl when they were there together. I don't know. I was not a fan. They've gone to like a graffiti street style kind of design with these Madden covers. I just think they look terrible. Kind of just seducing the camera. Yeah. Mm. Like I'm way too horny when I look at this. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with that fact. Yeah, it's uh, it's very boring. Two two boring dudes on the cover though, honestly, you know. Yeah. Tom Brady and, and Pat. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're probably gonna be the, the best of our generation. Well d- definitely Tom. Yeah. Patrick trending that way. Um I'm not even gonna ask you who you would have on the cover because I know it would be Visca. It'd be Visca. <laughs> For sure. It'd be just yeah, Visca. Mine would be uh A D D P O Y, you know. There you go. Still raining. D P O Y edition. There you go. When's the last time they had a defensive player on? Ever? Mm, yeah, I mean, they had Ray Lewis. That's my favorite. But yeah, they haven't done it in a little bit. Huh. It's been a lot of um, time for Maybe we should be, maybe we should crusade that, guys. Time for AD. Since we got a platform here, you know? <laughs> you guys want to? Not even a little <laughs> bit, no. <laughs> let's put a lot of uh, energy and effort into this campaign, guys. Yeah, let's pour ourselves into something that is going to give us nothing back in return. I will say, uh, shout out Nico. I just caught Justin Fields' little uh, snippet of what he looks like this year on Madden, and it's pretty uh, pretty fly. That looks pretty good. Well, this is the next-gen console, so these players should look, like, perfect. They should be precise replicas of the human beings. Justin Fields, who isn't going to start week one after listening yeah, to the uh, Around the NFL today. Around the NFL used to have a drop that was, I wish you weren't a liar. It was a Will Ferrell uh, skit. I don't know what particular skit it was, but they used to always play that when these coaches would say these things. So I will say not related to that at all, but uh, Tampa Brady style. I've kind of, I've kind of low key embraced his little diet he's got going on. The TB12 diet? Slowly. That's got no meat. Slowly. We're getting there. What are you doing? What, I don't know, what? man. I got some weird stuff going on with my body now. I'm trying to try to take care of it. You know, I'm older than you two. Jesus, he's not that much. He just turned 34. Freaking old. Oh, this what you look great, Bob. You look great. I did. T- I did tell my wife tonight as I was crushing a Popeye sandwich. I was like, "This is so good." <laughs> of course it is. It's Popeyes. You've been, you've been limiting your meat Freaking intake. Salads. Not a lot. Not a lot of meat intake. A lot of fish. You know, a lot of vegetables. That's good for you, though. Nuts and seeds. I can literally tell, like, a difference in the way I feel. And I run most days, too, so. Just sickening. The, the hey, body fat percentage over you here. Got, I'm fresh off the island, boys. Hey. So, hey, I know I know how good you feel after you eat a bunch of fish. Heck yeah. Right. Was your What'd fish you fried, little, though? Little mahi-mahi. Hey, hey, next question. Little blackened? No comment. Uh, well, it is weird, though, right? You, like, that fish is, is uh. It's great for you. I don't know, just lighter. You don't. You feel better after the meal, you know. So something like when you eat like a big old steak dinner, you're like, mm, just full. Get some yeah. omega three. I want to hate myself after vacation. Yeah, dinner. good for your heart. Good for your Josh joints. Josh and the fish boy. He yeah. doesn't oh. get it. He doesn't get it. Grouper. Oh my god, it's amazing. Oh my goodness, mahi mahi, black mahi, and amberjack. Stuff. Any red, kind of uh, redfish, crab, is great. lobster. You want us to keep going, Josh or you want to continue out. on the pod? We love you, fish. We love, love eating you. you. Love eating you. Hey, Can't shout, wait to eat you. A little crappy. Y'all ever had a little Kentucky crappy? Yeah. A little salt yeah. and pepper? Good stuff. All right, Good Josh. Stuff. Sorry. We know we're about to lose you here soon. Well, let's talk about other things y'all love. <laughs> Daniil Hunter. 
He's mm. getting uh, $5.6 million as a signing bonus in 2021. Hurt in Rappaport. Rap sheet, there is now an $11 million roster bonus the fifth day of the league year in 2022. This creates a decision for your Minnesota Vikings, Addy. He'll either make $20 million or so next year or be released and have a new deal. So what would you like the Vikings to do? You know, Hunter, 26 years old, but this is, um, it'll be nut cutting time next year. For the Vikings. Yeah, you're kind of in that range where... Um, you want to pay Hunter $20 million? Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's not the young young buck that he once was, and he's coming off a, a big, scary back injury, mm-hmm. neck injury. Neck injury. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's not ideal. Um, but, you know, I still think he has... I mean, I think he's, he's going to be fine. Everything, everything that I'm reading is saying mm-hmm. that he looks good. He's out there looking like his old self, so... I mean, I'm not really concerned about him. I think he can pretty much bank on him being a, a top seven defensive end again. But do you want to pay him twenty million dollars? I mean, if you got the, it depends. I mean, I guess if you if you got the cap, yeah. But if you got to, um, if you're going to have to, you know, make a bunch of other decisions and cut some some other quality players or something, mm-hmm. probably not. I mean, but. I don't want to just release. You don't want to release the guy for nothing. Yeah. Like you got it depends on what the cap situation is, I suppose. Yeah. You got to You got to get something out of him. I mean, he's still yeah. an elite asset. I mean, defensive end is still uh, an edge rusher is still just a premium position in the NFL. So, I mean, yeah, he's, and I would say worst, he's still he's, worth like a first and second, at least right now. So I kind of liked uh, Sheldon Richardson coming back. They've done great, man. Their defense is is really solid. Xavier Woods is a nice signing too. Also, the guy who sat out last year is back. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. That helps a lot. They're stout in the middle, man. They brought in Dalvin Tomlinson, who's a really good defensive tackle. So that front's gonna be pretty nasty. It's a good defense. It really is. Who plays the other side is a big question. Does DJ want him, or is it Weatherly? I don't know. I'm 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 hoping it's gonna be DJ, but we'll see. That's what uh, that's what this offseason's all about. Hmm. The boys gonna be battling out. That's right. Do y'all need to pay anybody else other than Hunter? Um, you just gave we old got Kendrick's under contract for a bit. He's on a Kirk, great deal. Kirk's got a deal, so he's not gonna be needing to get paid. Thielen's got a deal. Dalvin's in. Dalvin's in. Rookie deal. Justin Jefferson. JJ. Yeah, Jay, he's not gonna be yeah. wanting a new contract. He's good that for another quick. three, four years. You got to think about too if you're going from 182 to roughly 208, possibly for next That's year. That's the ceiling. I think it will be somewhere around 200. They'll be fine. St- still, and they're always really good with the cap stuff. I'm just. I mean, Spielman's done a nice job. Yeah, he's that really roster's been a pretty, pretty solid for most of his tenure there. Yep, they've just been searching for the quarterback. That's really always been the issue. Man, it would have been sick for them to get Justin Fields. I know. And now he's in division. You're not really drafting Hunter anywhere, though. Um, Yeah, because he's still too high for me. I got you. You know, I'm just, uh, I don't know. My draft strategies have been all over, all over the place. You've been trying some stuff out. We'll talk about it next yep. week. You guys are in a best ball right now. We'll break down how that has gone. We've got, uh, we'll have Who'd You Get next week in a new segment uh, that we're going to keep as a surprise. But y'all stay tuned. We know you love some linebackers. That's why we're doing the episode tonight. Some goodies for y'all. Linebackers 25 through 48 on the pod tonight. These are from Addy's Dynasty Rankings over at Big3IDP.com. Always free. And we wanted to go deep because we know a lot of leagues typically start three linebackers. 
So that's 36 starters. So we're going to go out through 48 to give you a little bit of depth on your squad. Yes, yeah, sure. We know our listeners ain't no dopes. No dopes in this group here. As we know, we should mention, boys, before we get into the main course here, some very exciting news. We have been filling up these RSO listener leagues like crazy, gentlemen. Just before we came out to the shed, finished up league number three. It has been one week since we announced this partnership. Number three. And we've got three leagues. Number three, discount listener league number one. <laughs> I see you, man. Cree. I was going to say Bobby's in one, Adam's in two, John's in three. I'm and just we'll, trying to stay out of the, I'm trying not to get hit with the bullets from Bobby and Macri. <laughs> I was going to say, just, just laying low. Just duck down. Just pretend like you got hit in the chest with a golf ball. That's right. You're laying on the ground. I've already taken too many shots. <laughs> too many shots. But it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun. We've got some very good. Listeners that have been just pouring in, and it's been really cool not only to see the applications and see the wealth. Like we say, our listeners aren't dopes. I've looked at all these applications that have come in to the DMs from our listeners, and these dudes have like I talked to one guy who's been doing uh, fantasy for 25 years. Like a lot of guys have over 10 years of dynasty experience, 10 years of IDP experience. I mean, there's some. Really seasoned veterans. Yeah, we got a lot of listeners, listeners. That are smarter than us. You yeah, know? seriously. Keltown's out there putting out spreadsheets and stuff. And Keltown's has- <laughs> killing it. Keltown's uh, Bobby's commish. We got Evan as uh, yeah. Addie's commish. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna. I'm gonna absolutely mop the floor with with those guys. I'm gonna dominate them. I'm gonna crush them, and I'm gonna run their dreams. Ruin their dreams. <laughs> They're gonna be gunning for y'all. There's a bunch of Canadians in John's league, oh, and they wow. banded together to take John down. Nice. What? So it's so, been fun. So if we, if we can fill League Four, um, we're gonna have to find the uh, special guest for League Four. But we had talked about a little bit too that at the Week 18 mile marker. That's right. Yes. A very exciting idea from DJ Keltown. We are going to have a Royal Rumble with all of the league winners setting their lineup for week 18. Mm-hmm. You're able to track the scoring in RSO because you can create custom matchups for that last week and it will track the scoring. And so we'll have, uh, you know, we'll have a little prize. We'll Heck put up yeah. a little prize here for the, uh, the, you know, tournament of champions. Yeah, we essentially. can recap their teams. Sure, that's right. Winner gets a fun little episode. Winner can come here, stay with you for a week. That's right. We'll sure. put him up in the soda shack. Pod here with producer. us. Producer. So um, should be fun. I don't. So know Adam how will this, be here. I was gonna say. Try. <laughs> what if you win both XFFL and Listener League number two? It's gonna happen. Then you're gonna be. It's compete. gonna be the year of Addy once again, <laughs> just like the last ten. The last, last 10. the last ten have been the years of Addy. Yes, sir. And at least one league or another, you know. I'm always competing. Always, always in the mix. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out real quick to our boy uh, Kent Allison. He has stepped up to commission league number three. But if you'd like to be in league number four, we've already got a couple people who have been accepted into that league. So get those applications in. Send us a DM at Big Three IDP on Twitter or email us. We had a guide. God love him, Dale Jones. I think was his name. Created Twitter just to send us the DM with his application. Yeah, that's what we love. We love the. We love the guys. We love you, listeners. Yeah, there it is. Dell Jones just uh, just created the Twitter just for that. So you can also email us big three at IDP, uh, big three IDP at gmail.com. And the application is simple: number of years playing Dynasty, number of years playing IDP. 
and your favorite chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwiches also, guys, have been off the hook. A lot yeah. of excellent choices out there from our listeners. A couple of you saying that you don't like chicken sandwiches. We're watching you. Yeah. <laughs> You're on a watch list. You're the first ones uh-huh. out. Trouble pops we up. We forwarded your name to the FBI. <laughs> All right. They're looking at you now. I don't know why we became like New Yorkers there. Um, hey, I'm walking here. So, again, if you would like to get in... RSO has partnered up with us. They are waiving the site fee for year one for these listener leagues. So if you've ever wanted to try RSO, you can skip the site fee for year one. Just DM us. If you'd like to start up a league with your friends, you can get 10% off the site fee with promo code big three IDP. That's reality sports online. Hit us up in the DMS. If you'd like to be part of league number four and part of the Royal rumble, if you take home the title in your league. All right, fellas, it's that time once again. Time to talk about our friends over at Manscaped. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Lord knows I am not. It's more of a dad bod right now, Addy. But you're in luck if you have a beach bod. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes a lawnmower 4.0. You heard that, right? The 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer. Hot guy summer. That sounds pretty good, Addy. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIG3IDP. Gentlemen, I have to admit that when I was um, 12 or 13 years old, we went on a cruise and uh, it was with our family and we ended up at a nude beach. Mm, And I'll never forget, you know, I'm like 12 or 13. There's like a bunch of like beautiful women walking around without their tops on. Like I was doing great. This was the greatest beach trip we'd ever been on. Turn around. There's a dude... (laughs) Standing with his leg up on a rock, just about a 14-inch dong, just dangling there, (laughs) butt naked. And let me tell you, that guy was a precursor. If he didn't found Manscaped, he was doing some (laughs) below-the-waist grooming uh, before it was popular. So it's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, just like this guy saw at the nude beach. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. That's a marriage saver right there. Crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance, boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies, Addy. First off, the new performance package 4.0 includes the new lawnmower 4.0. That bad boy is nice. This trimmer is insane and dare I say the goat of all trimmers. Yeah, I said it. Their fourth generation. The goat, Addy. You're going with the goat, huh? The goat. Not even close. Not even close. Puts the two and the three to shame. The fourth uh, generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 4,000 RPM motor. That's 7,000 RPM. Plus three. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. 7,000 RPMs. You're thinking of the LED spotlight that's 400K or 4,000K. We'll get there. A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock and give you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED is that, spotlight. Is that like 4 million if it's 4,000K? It's bright. It's super it's bright. bright. Have you turned it on? It blinds you. You can't look at it. It's like the sun. I, I, I turned it on and just, and just <laughs> stared at it. Just for hours. For hours, dude. That explains you can't so see much. anything for a little bit. It's explains wild. so much. But, uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, did, did I, I mention, mention the the, uh, the water? Does this trimmer is waterproof? I mean, you didn't, but I'm glad you did. You know, in the shower, in the wild, and from your chest down, you know, do you, your down your pubes, your pubes, all of it, man. It's the best. Oh, Hold on, man. in the shower, in the wild, are you like shaving your ball sack in the wherever I can, man? Wherever I can, I need to uh, often. Might need it in the golf bag often. So, if you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and your ears. Woo, I'm not to that point yet. I don't have the ear hair yet. Yeah, I don't have the ear hair. Definitely got the nose hair. It's a lifesaver. Yeah, ear hair's That's next, unfortunate. next step. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. I've used it. I have not had my nose hair tugged, which I appreciate. <laughs> Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations before heading outside use crop preserver ball deodorant to keep on your game in the heat then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat give your beach balls a boost and use crop reviver the uh, number of puns here for testicles i have to give the manscape copywriters credit this is pretty nice i'm still thinking about delicate holes (laughs) that was delicate holes they did say that you're right manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 the manscape boxers and the shed travel bag one of my low-key favorite things in there brings your comfort and boxers to another level get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code big three idp at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code big three idp at manscaped.com escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with manscaped Gentlemen, let's continue with our linebacker talk. We had a hypothesis last week that people love linebackers. It's a it's a um it's a hypotenuse. It's the other side of the triangle to help you find the cosine. Okay. I wish I was high on pot news. (laughs) I see what you did there, Bobby. Marijuana (laughs) joke. Sorry, so we, we need to give Key and Peel a little credit. Yeah, seriously, legalize it though. <laughs> we had a theory. Is that better? We had a theory that people loved linebackers, and seeing as how last week's episode was our fastest ever, like our most popular episode in a seven-day span, I'd say that theory was proven to be true. Mm-hmm. So we're coming back at y'all with part- for the next six months yes. for linebacker talk. We will be going out through linebackers seven hundred and twenty. <laughs> I will be going back into like the. <laughs> I think the USFL just announced that it's going to be relaunching. That was Donald Trump's football league back in the eighties. Nice. So, yeah. The despite ranks just going just for, just because just because we can try and keep up. <laughs> How uh, bad do you want it? Not that bad. Not that bad. Could we want it. We want it. Adam, are you sure that ball didn't hit you in the head? <laughs> Truly, I believe that's the, that's a throwback. I think it's still pick real. Pick him up. Let's pick him up. What's this? One? Betrayal. Betrayal. <laughs> that's the throwback. We're it's looking gone. for this still real to me. Damn it. That's that All one's right? gone. So imagine that one. Yeah. Oh my god. That one was. A, yeah, that was a fart. Imagine that. No, imagine that one. 
<laughs> All right, well, gentlemen, well, let's start here with linebacker 25. Again, these are pulled from mm. Addy's ranks over at Big3IDP.com. And we are going to start off at 25 with Jerome Baker. Average 14 points per game. He is a 2022 UFA. He had the six most pass rush snaps amongst linebackers with 135 and big news out of Miami. He just signed a three-year $39 million extension with the dolphins. Um, Bobo. Yeah. The prep here you've done in the doc Baker has actually been pretty steady, pretty sturdy option for your IDP squads. For sure. You know, you look at the last couple seasons, he, uh, has totaled up 233 total tackles. Um, he's actually only 24 years old, which kind of feels crazy. Um, I like Jerome Baker, but he can be a little bit inconsistent at times. Uh, in 2020, he actually had six games over 15 points per game, but he also had eight games scoring under 10 points, so 10 games of single-digit scoring. Um, he does have a little bit of sack upside, which yeah. to me is nice for Baker. Seven sacks in yeah. 2020. That's Damn. a lot. While still young. Um, but really, he's kind of just a, a skeptical LB2 really at best. That's where we're at because you said inconsistent. You see the kind of up and down scoring there with more games under 10 points per game than over 15 points per game. And that's kind of, Addy, I think where we're getting at at this point in the ranks is these guys are not going to be, yeah, you know, solid like 12, 15 points a week. You're going to have more fluctuations as we get further down in the ranks here. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, we're at, we're at LB 25. I mean, that's kind of what to expect at this point. Um, but yeah, those 14 points per game, that is 21st among all linebackers. So, so he's, that's he's solid. ranked about right. And there's some edge like. guys mixed in there. I'm getting these off of... Uh, off sleeper right now. So he's probably more like 18 and 19 yeah. and Baker's the lone guy there. Now Calvin noise gone. You uh, have Bernardrick McKinney eh, still whatever, but that this shows that the dolphins like Jerome Baker. Sure. So it, that gave me a nice confidence boost. Cause he felt like a, a linebacker that could easily just be, you know, s- snapped out of existence here. If they brought in a higher drafted guy in the future, but this tells me, Jerome Baker's going to be there for a while. Yeah, it's it's good boost for his value. I love some sexy linebackers, so I want my linebacking core to be pretty nice. Um, I'm probably worried if Baker is my LB2. I'm probably feeling pretty good if he's my LB3. Yes, I would agree with that. I would not. Well, this is where we're starting to get into, right? So he's the first one in the tier of LB3s. For sure. So, yeah, if he's my LB2, I'm I'm not feeling great. That's like a a C-minus kind of linebacker too. I feel like it's kind of like, uh, the boy you just acquired this week. He's kind of like Tyler Lockett a little bit. Um, kind of low key kind of flies under the radar a little bit, but can definitely have some weak winning performances. I for mean, you. seven sacks tells mm-hmm. you he probably had some weak winning performances for fantasy managers for sure. So let's, and when they counted too. Yep. Late in the season, he, he, he did. He, he played well, played well down the stretch. Yeah. His, um, yeah, his week 14, Week 14, he put up 37 points. Nice. Week Seriously? 15, he put up 24. Week 16, he put up 21.4. Woo! So, so Baker was balling. That's, that's probably why you saw this deal. I mean, that's playoff MVP stuff. That's for, right. They knew that he was carrying fancy managers. That's man. right. Like, Jerome, we yeah. appreciate what you did. We all play IDP in this office. We all so listen to Big Three. We're his new snaps contract. Up, man. Do what? He have more snaps those weeks or just? Uh, He was getting, yeah, f- uh, 62, 56, 63. So. Solid. Pretty yeah. solid. But you're right. The snaps were down like at one point in the, in the like 11, 12, 
13. And that was down. Van Noy had some weeks that he yeah. popped there. So yeah. having him gone now with just and, McKinney there. And, you know, that's, you know, he's from the uh, Patriots lineage, so they can do some weird stuff with the guys and, yeah. and occasionally reduce their snaps. That's right. Game to game. Without so. notice. So that is one. That's that's why he is not as high as he, he could be. Yeah. Well, let's move to 26 now. This is a guy I'm very excited for, especially with Anthony Walker out of the building. This is Bobby Okariki of the Indianapolis Colts. He is a 2023 UFA. He looks to be a lock at inside linebacker along with Darius Leonard for the Colts in 2021 with the aforementioned departure of Anthony Walker to the Browns. Bobo. Yes, sir. In your prep here, what did you see about Okariki that you liked? So while playing the weak side in 2020, Bobby saw 72 tackles, but his game log is extremely solid, logging less than 60 snaps in all but one game last season. Okariki still had seven games of double-digit scoring and his highlight performance coming in week five against the Browns on 74 snaps. He saw 10 tackles and an interception scoring 21.7 points that week. Um, Okariki's nice to me, man. And, and we've been through it, you know, with this podcast talking about how awesome Darius Leonard is, but also how injury plagued he can He's be missed some games and in those games we can go back and look at either Anthony Walker or Bobby Okariki has shined in the games where Leonard is not so um, I guess maybe a question for me would be how much more standalone value does Okariki um, have I guess uh, do you feel like he's an okay LB3 for you or is he more of a Darius Leonard kind of handcuff I would be comfortable having him as my LB3 uh, because I think we saw Walker had some nice standalone value, even when Leonard was in the lineup mm-hmm. last year. Um, he's he. I want to have some other options there alongside Okariki. He's not a guy I feel super confident. Like I said, most leagues start three linebackers, so he's not a guy that's like locked and loaded into my LB three spot. But I especially. At the very least, like you said, Bobby, he is the Darius Leonard handcuff. And I think the upside is there to be, you know, if not 80, 90 percent of Anthony Walker to maybe even exceed what Walker did. This is a highly drafted guy, a guy the Colts really like enough to let Anthony Walker, who was very respected. Don't forget, Connie brought this up many times on the pod. Anthony Walker and Darius Leonard are best friends. Mm -hmm. That stuff matters. Like you want to keep your players happy, especially when they're productive, but they fought so much about Okariki. They let Walker get out the door. So Addy, I don't know about you, but um, I love where Okariki is kind of trending here in this uh, 2021 season. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, he's just, uh, he's a great value in drafts too. I mean, I have him ranked at 26. I don't think he's going to be drafted as LB 26. I think you yeah. can get him more than that. Much lower. 30 to 40 range really. So um, yeah. I think the I think everyone kind of is in on him though at this point. I mean, you know, just no more Anthony Walker. Hello, Okariki. That's mm-hmm. right. Somebody's got to step in there and do it. Walker did it consistently. So, and he's going to be on this list a little later, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about Anthony. But Walker. yeah, I'm no concern. Those guys can both coexist and be productive. Him and Leonard. So. Especially now with Walker out of the way. Yes, that's right. So moving down now to 27, we have for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Miles Jack. Bobo, tell us about Miles Jack. Yeah, so Jack had 118 tackles in 2020, scoring double-digit fantasy points in 10 games last season. He had a nice little season last year. Sure did. Uh, And in 2021, the Jags really seem content, like they're going to run it back with Jack and uh, uh, Joe Schobert. 
So while the sex appeal is relatively low for 2021, the tackles for both honestly should remain consistent, I think. Um, I think we can look for the Jags to possibly move on, though, from Jack after the 2021 season. So Miles um, Jack, kind of ugly, um, kind of a gross name to really draft. But at least again for 2021, the um, you know the points should be there, I think. I love how Bobby's like kind of ugly and Miles Jack's like, I'm not ugly, am I, honey? <laughs> I still She's like, I mean, you ain't, you ain't good looking. <laughs> I loved y'all's, uh, uh, CMC on skates with, uh, Addie's little linebacker that he loved. Like Quincy Williams. Oh is man. The, oh, the, dude, the Quincy yes. dream is dead. <laughs> Putting him just to, straight to the sideline. Yeah. R.I.P. Rip. R.I.P. to the Quincy dream. Yeah. Miles Jack was great last year. Uh, I mean, not great, but really solid. I mean, you know, and everyone's always shitting on this guy, but average 13 and a half points a game. That was eight and 8.4 tackles a game. Um, had a PFF grade of 69.1, um, missed tackle percentage of 7.1. That's, that's really low. So, um, solid, solid player. He was one I missed on. I think I remember saying at one point we were like ranking linebackers and I was like, miles Jack 70, whatever. I don't care. I'm done with this guy because he had up to that point, just disappointed for fantasy managers. So I was like, I'm just out on miles Jack. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. A lot of people were. I was wrong. A lot of people were in that same camp last year. A lot of people were just tired of it. A lot of people hated him. So, yeah, I mean, there's, you know. But you look at the tackle numbers, and this was why. Like, it was 24, 90, 107, and we're like, yeah, here comes the jump. And then he missed some games in 2019, 66 tackles, half a sack. It just wasn't really there. Um, And so then I I was just like, because you had the 90, the 107. He was was trending in the right direction. And then that bump, I think, is what just threw me off the trail. Well, and they added Schobert in uh, the end of 2019. So we're all like, golly. There goes his value or his appeal. Now, you're right, Bobo. The contract, um, he's 13.15 million against the cap next season, but only 4.8 in dead cap. It Mm -hmm. was 12.15 this year with a 14.2 dead cap. So they're not going to be cutting him but could very easily cut Miles Jack next offseason. He's kind of a Jalen Smith to me, not right now, but maybe last year to where I don't think he's a great linebacker, um, but I think IDP-wise, he really puts up some stats. I'm yeah. fine with that. Let's talk about another second banana here. This is Foysade Aluakun down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He led the Falcons in 2020 with 117 tackles. My goodness. Three sacks, four forced fumbles. I think three of them were in one game, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And two INTs. Bobo, you did the doc prep this week. So tell us about Mr. Foysade Aluakun. I mean, I was kind of wrong on uh, on Foyer, honestly, last year. Um, our, our views going into 2020, at least personally for me was a little bit skewed. Uh, he performed admir- admirably though, even outplaying Dion Jones at times. Um, Foyer actually had nine games of double digit scoring in 2020. And I know we're kind of harping on that a lot tonight, but I really love if my linebackers get me double digit scoring, I feel like that's a successful week for me. Um, and he, uh, had double digit tackles in four of those games. Um, his role really should be the same going into 2021, uh, to me, possibly even with a bit of upside as the tackle gobbler Keanu Neal, the new Cowboys linebacker, has departed in free agency. So uh is kind of a guy that I'm not uh, necessarily avoiding anymore. Yeah, do we think he takes a step back at all this year? Seems like with Keanu Neal out of town, Deion Jones is still there. Richie Grant has introduced himself, so yeah. that will be interesting as well. But I don't know. I'm not fading uh, Olukan anymore. I, I don't necessarily know that I'm jumping up to like uh, to grab him, but uh, these last three guys, honestly, I mean, 
Foyer, Miles Jack. I mean, uh, even uh, Jerome Baker, I don't know about Okariki as much, but all these guys are like, man, if they're my LB3, I'm feeling fantastic. I was going to ask, Addy, do you feel like Aluakun is getting overdrafted a little bit right now? Um, I think that's fair. I think he's fair to go in that range. Now, we saw him in that best ball draft get drafted ahead of the likes of like Jalen yeah. Smith, Kenneth Murray. Um, there were some other names in there that I was. I was going to say, like, I've seen him going Jamin ahead Davis of some is still guys. Available. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Seem, it, it seems like he's being overinflated just a little bit. Yeah, I think he should be in that. You know, like I have him. I think he should be in that 25 to 35 range. Yep. But, I mean, you know, he definitely made things happen last year when he got to play. And a little um, probably low-key fact about him, he had 137 pass rush attempts, um, and he had 23 total pressures from that. So pretty nice, pretty good, you know, has the sack upside. Um, yeah, I mean, he could, he could maybe do more in the sack department. I mean, with, if he's getting that many pressures on, on that few attempts, but that was the fourth most pressures from, from a linebacker. As I say, only, um, only three sacks, uh, four tackles for loss. So nine QB hits. Wow. That's pretty good kind of translation of pressures, but if he could maybe even bump that number up a little bit, um, could we see him having four or five sacks? Maybe. I you mean, know? tackle numbers are good. We love to see that. Yeah, 117, good. what, in 14 games pretty much. <laughs> he left a few, a few of those early, I think. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 56.6 PFF grade. It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So in here, you went Deion Jones at the end of the 11th, then went Tyler Lockett, Eric Kendricks. At the 1203, went Foyer. Wow. So four picks after Dion. This was the and LB fifteen. He also went before here. Tremaine Edmonds. He went before the likes of Tremaine Edmonds, Devin Bush, Kenneth Murray, Jalen Smith. Um, yeah, was interesting. I'd be curious because I feel like Dion Jones is a trigger for managers, drafters <clears throat> to say, "Ooh, I should go grab a Luica before point, he gets Josh. snatched up." Probably. I'd so. be curious in a lot of drafts to see how close they are to each other because I bet you they're within the same round in a lot of drafts. Yeah. So from uh, one linebacker to, to a former linebacker two who now potentially could be the linebacker one in his new home. This is Eric Wilson of the Philadelphia Eagles, 26 years old, 122 tackles in 2020 and three sacks, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries and three INTs. Bobby, do you like the signing for the Eagles of Eric Wilson? I do, even though Wilson's kind of grody. Um, I kind of do like this signing. I think it's a huge upgrade, honestly, over Nathan Gary. Um, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if due to the number of snaps um, that he really should be getting, if he finished as a backside LB2, um, I mean, LB3 obviously is kind of where we have him drafted right now. But These are dynasty, though. I mean, for sure. redraft, Eric Wilson, yeah, is a sneaky LB2 candidate, I think. Addy has some pretty uh, some pretty rough takes, I think, on Eric Wilson after watching him in Minnesota for a couple of years. But, you know, 122 tackles in 2020 is kind of hard to overlook. I think he's a bad player in a good situation, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, I mean, he can occasionally make the big plays, you know, with sacks and stuff like that. He seemed like he was pretty solid at rushing the quarterback for a linebacker, but... Yeah, I mean, missed a lot of tackles, took a lot of bad angles from the games that I watched um, as a Minnesota fan, but he had a missed tackle percentage of 15.2. This was seventh worst for linebackers. I was going to say, that seems really high. Yeah, so that's not great. Um, I wouldn't just copy and paste the the stats straight over there for, yeah. that he did in, in Minnesota to Philadelphia either. I don't, I don't know that it's going to be that easy for him. Mm. Um, he was really set up to succeed there in Minnesota. But um, 
Yeah, playing alongside Eric Kendricks definitely helps. And now you're the guy in Philadelphia. Yeah, you're the guy. And I think they're wanting to play him in the middle, and I don't know that that's the best spot for him. It's definitely not the best spot for him. But um, You have him ranked, though, ahead of Alex Singleton, a guy we'll talk about a little later on in this list. Because, again, it doesn't matter how good he actually is at football. I mean, he's he should be productive, I think, just because of the opportunity there. I do think he's going to be productive this year, so I think that makes him a nice dynasty asset. I think he should... Definitely, if you're going to acquire this guy, plan on selling him. Yes. Next year, once he starts off hot. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is uh, do you really want Eric Wilson though? Yeah. I don't think you. you don't think you do. Remember, this is an undrafted guy. You know. I, I saw it said very well by DFF Trip on Twitter. Just be careful when you go chasing bad players because mm-hmm. you will get burned at yes. some point. We don't talk about Philly a lot, but what's their what's their defense going to look like this year? Is Brandon Graham still there? He is. Um, they've still got Josh Sweat for another year. Derek Fletcher Barnett's Cox. still there. Mm. I'm pretty sure Derek Barnett's still there. Yeah. Um, Fletcher Cox is still there. Um, you got um, you got Singleton still there. You got uh, Davion Taylor. We'll see what sure. he looks like. Um, what about the secondary? Um, Kayvon Wallace, maybe. We'll okay. get a shot. Uh, Jalen Mills is gone. It's a pretty, he went to New England. A pretty yeah. not a know, great defense. anonymous defense, honestly. Oh, Hurts going to throw the ball a little bit. Not great. Uh, well, let's keep it rolling here, boys. Talk about a player that I know, especially uh, rookie heads, are very excited about. He's actually overtaken our boy w- Willie Hetero in most of the drafts that we have seen. Mm-hmm. This is Nick Bolton, who comes into the NFL with a 90.4 coverage grade in 2019 for Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Now, pretty nice end of his career there at Missouri, playing in the SEC. Sophomore season puts up 103 total tackles. uh, And then in his uh, junior season has 95 tackles in two fewer games. You figure if he had gotten those two extra games, he probably surpasses that 103 tackle mark. Addy, Nick Bolton, like I said, going ahead of Willie Gay in most leagues. Do you actually think that he is the linebacker to roster in Kansas City? I think so. I think he seems to be the better tackler of the two. Um, Also, he was, he had a 90.4 coverage grade in 2019 for Missouri. So he's a good coverage linebacker. Um, But I mean, it's just the opportunity is just, you know, you can't ask for a much better opportunity. Willie Gay just couldn't get on the field last year when there really wasn't anything of note there in front of him. He did look okay when he got some, some Mm -hmm. chances, but um this yeah. tells you what they think of. They Willie used Gay. high high draft capital. Was it higher than Willie Gay? Willie Gay? I can't remember the. I'll, I'll, bet, this. I'll bet that for you. So just because I remember this, um, look up. You look up Bolton. Gay was the sixty third overall pick. Uh, let's just go ahead and get into him. So yeah, Gay was the sixty third overall pick in the twenty twenty draft. So essentially the back end of the uh, second what round number? for Willie Gay, sixty three. So Nick Bolton was fifty eight. Wow. So very close. Very close. A little bit higher though. So I'll tell you. I think. The it matters. It does. <laughs> hey, uh, Willie, we took him five spots higher, so you can just ride mm. the pine. So the scary thing for IDP players out there is obviously the frequency that Kansas City plays dime defense and the relevancy of these Legereus Needs and these uh, Tyron Matthew and the Daniel Sorensen. Juan Thornhill. The Juan Thornhills. I mean, that just the factory that is the, uh, you know, Kansas City uh, defense for DBs. But, you know, Defenses can change. I don't think Kansas City's defense has been 
necessarily good in uh, in many years. Uh, Nick Bolton's one of his stats that I always love to see, especially in the SEC. So in 2019, in a full season, he saw eight and a half tackles for loss, and then in 2020 at Missouri, he actually saw eight tackles for loss. Obviously, in a shortened season, uh, if he were to play a full season, probably over double digit tackles for loss, which I love to see that. If you're getting behind the uh, line of scrimmage and getting a tackle is always great, especially in the SEC. But we'll talk about Willie Gay here in a little bit. I'm still buying both of these guys. We'll talk about how free yeah, Willie Gay too. is at this point. Yeah. Um, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay could be a decent combo if you they decide when, to to run both those guys. You love when it's free Willie. For sure. Great movie. Love that. Whale jumping over the kid at the end with the water coming down. Love Always that. think about what if that whale hadn't judged that jump right and just crushed that freaking kid. I love that, Josh. Kill Willie. Kill Willie. <laughs> Turn Willie into blubber for crushing my son. Uh-huh. All right, Bobby, I know I'm going to let you take this next one because I know this is a player that is near and dear to your heart. Who do we have here at number 31? Mr. Milano. The cookies in 2020? Absolutely great. The linebacker? Not so much. Mm. Well done. I'll let you dock Brett more often. Is Milano's age catching up to him a bit as he turns 26? My God, if your age is catching up with you at 26, what is it doing for us at 33 and 34? He's, it's, caught I, up. it's caught up. Yeah, it's I, here. I, I shudder now every time I go get my hair cut because I'm going gray on the sides and I see it just falling into my lap and I can just feel my mortality, just icy grip around my neck. Never coming back. I mean, the only hair is in your lap. That's right. We don't do the, we don't do the bubes at the barber. Speaking of Milano, though, he actually showed well in games when he played week three in 2020 at Los Angeles, the Rams, the only L.A. He had eight tackles and one sack week 16 at New England. He had eight tackles and a sack. Milano can be an extremely solid LB2 while flirting with some LB1 games, but health is obviously needed. I'm drafting Milano this year somewhat skeptically, um, as I haven't really done in the past. If his if he is your LB three, I am just fine with that. Yeah, LB three feels about right. LB two feels a little rich, um, especially with Tremaine there. Because I've said I'd rather have Tremaine as an LB two. I think he's still being drafted, probably in that mm, back end LB one range, mm-hmm. high end LB two. I'm still giving Tremaine so much time. Still giving him time. We'll see. I think it's going to be pretty telling what Buffalo decides to do with that contract because he's on his fifth year option. So yeah, and Milano's locked up. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, Milano had his had the worst year of his career last year. Um, only forty five tackles. Only uh, played in ten games and only started in five. Yeah, was injured. Just was never himself. Um, but you know, that's always the great time to buy a guy. I was like gonna say that. this is a good yeah. buy low. I mean, and just yeah. the fact that they they reward him with that contract just gave me you know everything I needed because that that tells me that they're still confident in him even though he had a down year. They yeah. know what he is. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's still honestly the value I want uh, on that team. So. So would you rather have Milano over Tremaine yep. just based if, on draft position? If, I mean, if you could guarantee me health, hundred percent, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the big question though is health because because yep. Tremaine has not missed. That's I don't true. think he's missed a game yet. Shout out Tom Maybe K one. for that one. Cause I didn't think about that until Kissingberry came on was like, yeah, I just really like Milano more than Tremaine. I was like, huh? That's interesting. It is interesting. I was but- looking at, yeah. Game started in going back to 2017, five, 13, 15, five. Yeah. So two we, seasons where he's only started five games. Yeah. But we said that last year. I mean, it didn't work out last year, but we said the same thing last year too. I mean, yeah. we I liked, I liked the value of uh, Milano. I thought that Edmonds was being overdrafted. And he was, he's, he was being overdrafted because he didn't 
he didn't perform, you know, better than his ADP. I know we're cutting this one close on time, but what about Poyer? Y'all still thinking Poyer's another top five safety yes, again this year? Yes, for this year. Yes, I would agree. Interesting. Yeah, the safety market, we'll get to, we're going to do a DB episode, a safety episode later in the offseason. There's like seven or eight. Dude, I, mean, ones, it's, man. Like, I feel like it's thinned out a little there's bit. There's not a yeah. lot of good ones. It's it, There's some interesting names, but guys, I feel rock solid. Like linebacker, I feel like even as we got down into like the 18s and you know, yeah, eighteen twenty. That's when it started to kind of drop off a little bit. Safety, I feel like it's going to fall off a cliff after about, mm, yeah, yeah, like you said, seven or eight. You're like, yeah. oh, are we sure on this? Yeah, tune in next week. We'll talk about uh, who'd you get and how many good safeties I've traded away in the last say, seven days. Bobby's had yeah. like the safety apocalypse over there, but ah, uh, we'll dig them up. We can, safety Community College we'll over the there. Farm. <laughs> safety Community College, Technical College, call Safety Farm. So, in terms of the discrepancies between dynasty ranks and redraft ranks. This is probably one of the players you're going to see the biggest discrepancy on because we've got him here at 32 mm-hmm. and he's probably top 12. I would say in most people's redraft ranks, this is Demario Davis of the new Orleans saints. He is 32 years old. That's why you see him down here on this list. He's mm-hmm. on the other side of 30 four sacks in 2020 to go with 110 plus tackles LB 15 and big three scoring. Demario has had at least 110 tackles in the last four seasons. Babo, people want to keep pegging DeMario as a fade, but should they? I wouldn't. I don't see why they won't, you know, run it back with DeMario again for this year. Um, you know, I'm kind of drafting him with confidence, honestly. I, I It's kind of hilarious, too, when I went to do the screenshot for his... Uh, for his his log here and going all the way back to 2012. I didn't realize he had played for the Jets and the Browns. Yep. And then went back to the Jets and then came to the Rams at age 29. Not the Rams. The uh, the Saints. The Saints. Nor does look Nor. funny. It I will does. Say that. Yeah, I was like, uh, Nor? Yeah, I like Demario Davis. I mean, I know they've drafted uh, old boy. I can't remember what his name is. And, you know, maybe, maybe they do pull the reins back on tomorrow a little bit for this year. The only reason being because it's a funky year for new Orleans, you know, you're going to roll out Taysom or Jameis this year. What does that look like? Um, breeze is obviously set off into retirement. What if this team is really bad? That's possible, man. And they're in a really tough division. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, don't try to win the division. I mean, that's already pretty much locked up at this point as long as TB 12's there. So, yeah, what are they doing really new Orleans? They're just, they going, you guys going to go for it with Jameis. You guys going to, you guys, you really saw gonna... what happened last time Jameis had like a competent cast of weapons around him. He he was the first quarterback ever in the 30-30 club. Yeah. Deshaun to uh, the Saints. There you go. Now that would be interesting. Needs to happen, honestly. I oh. mean, Peyton's got to be like, what have we done with these two quarterbacks? Because you've got, remember the the, stat, the little screenshot or the, the graphic that came out that was, I think, from... Maybe wherever Taysom Hill went to college, it was like, congratulations to alumni Taysom Hill on like a seven year, $142 million contract. And it said like an asterisk and it was like $12 million guaranteed or something like that. They just basically <laughs> made up a stupid contract. It's like, yeah, it's a hundred year, a billion dollar contract with like uh, 99 voidable years attached to it. Hey, how know? about that? How Look at that, you, Jason. Congrats, man. It's like, yeah, I, I congrats. I just signed a $100 million contract with Scribe, too, but they're only going to pay me about uh, 0.8% of that. Yeah, we'll see 90% of it. Yeah. Suburban Meyer is definitely going to try to run Tim Tebow like Taysom Hill, right? I don't think um, I don't think Tim Tebow makes so. that roster. Be dumb so. like that. Here's the plan. They're going to keep so. Tim Tebow in town to 
sell some preseason tickets because Tebow will be all over Good the point. field in the preseason and True. the attendance will be close to 100%. Also, he is the going number, to pack the seats. The number one selling NFL jersey right now. Both of them. Number one and number two. Ridiculous. Yes. I love that Tebow is going to get all the love for packing the seats. I'm just like, what about Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. <laughs> the guy we've been tanking you, for. You kind of got to love it, though, because Trevor's like almost flying below the radar a little yeah, bit. Because you just it's got so Tebow silly. taking all the, the media bullets here. What if maybe that's the plan? I think it was the plan. I think the plan was to bring in Tebow as a big old distraction Eyes and let, Trevor. you know, Trevor get his, you know, chemistry down with Visca and all these receivers. It's and definitely not though. I think, I think that He's was playing. the plan. It was like, all right, this is my buddy. You know, I obviously coached him in college. Let me do him a solid. Hey coach, hey, check his fade right here. Yeah, but hey, if, if, if Tebow, but what if Tebow says the Lord speaking speaking to him to take over that quarterback job? What if the, what if the Lord speaking to him? He just walks up behind Trevor and slashes his throat <laughs> in the middle of practice. It's like, okay, so this was a mistake. Urban, I'm good. I can go in. You need me? You need me? I'm, what happened to Trevor? Is he okay? You're covered in blood. What happened? It's like a Cain and Abel situation. <laughs> All right. I think we went a little bit off the rails with DeMario Davis, but I love DeMario Davis. Um, He's what? Addy, you had a a nice stat here. I don't want to skip over before we move on. Yeah. So he had the fifth most uh, pass rush snaps for a linebacker in 2020 with 136. That led to 33 pressures. That was the most by linebacker. So, Hmm. you know, just a guy that consistently gets sacks every year. Last four years, he's had. 20 sacks. No, I'm sorry. 16 sacks over his last four years. He's great, man. Just really, look, at the, really look solid. at the tackle numbers since 2017, 135, 110, 111, 119. You've got five, five, four, four. So he's just rock solid. I'm fine. I really am fine. If he is my LB one in redraft. Yeah, truly. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's underrated. He's so underrated. Mm. So let's move down now to number 33. And Bob, I gotta let you take this one again because you made such a good joke. Macri even gave it a B plus in our Slack. The Robin to Fred's Batman, while the Joker is out of town. Talking about Dre Greenlaw? Yes, yeah, him. All right. Well, tell me about Mr. Dre. Seventy three tackles in the final ten games of twenty twenty. Dre, the expected weak side linebacker in twenty twenty one. This is finally the season for the twenty four year old to shine. While Dre lacks somewhat of a pass rush, only putting one sack in the books in 2020, he is a very sound tackler, and Fred and him are both above average in coverage. I love Dre for this year. Did you acquire Dre somewhere? Am I making this up? I did have him in XFFL. I have since shipped him off to (laughs) shout-out Dynasty Sneeko. I feel like uh, I just want to track your number of players. That's what I always ask Allie when she does these shows for her uh, children's boutique. It's always like, it's fun to see the the total like revenue, but I'm like, sure. How many transactions did you do? Cool. You know? And that's what I want to see with Bobo. How many players actually moved in and out of your hands this offseason? I made three transactions today. So I mean, I would say you're probably up to since we rolled over the RSO platform in our main league over under 25 players. Oh, over gone. Oh, over (laughs) way over, over under 50. (laughs) Forget 25. Over, 25 is chump change, You're Josh. turning over your entire Just roster. big leagues. How many offers are you sending out a day? You sending out at least an offer a day. Depends on if he's in the mower. No, mower. it's truly not. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly to the point to where it's like, I kind of know, I know the league for the most part. You two are a little skeptical. We don't do a lot of like big three deals. Every once in a while we'll do a deal. But uh, there's a main group of guys where I kind of know like what they're looking for, who they like. <laughs> he checks in on them every yeah. morning. Hey. hey. 
you rising on? Let's talk numbies. How's that safety squad looking, huh? I was just listening to this other pod, and he trashed your safeties. You want to sell them to me for a fifth? It is it is sad, though, like how much attention I give to XFFL and like how everything else is just like completely like just a Oh, I need to set a lineup in there. Unreal. Apologies. Shark City, love you. See you in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. XFFL, I'll see you in the morning. No, nah, but 6 I do. 6 a.m. I do like Dre Greenlaw. I think uh, even Dre Greenlaw could be an LB2, honestly, in, uh, in 2021. I don't think he has like crazy sack upside you know I don't know what his interceptions necessarily are going to look like but uh, from a tackle perspective I, I still really like Dre we're starting to get into the territory now where I would love to have these guys as my LB4 for sure I don't know that I'm feeling really great if these guys are my LB3 uh, we'll go ahead and talk about the next guy here uh, which is uh, we've already mentioned him Willie Gay Kansas City Chief are you a gay guy um, debatable but Eddie you said just recently, uh, several minutes ago, that he's practically free right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. might as well pick him up and hold him. Yeah. I mean, Why not? He's like going like probably 20 to 25 spots after Bolton now. Is it that much of a gap? I mean, it seems, wow. how it seems. I mean, it's yeah. These guys have like, it seems like 10 rounds to separate. I mean, you can get like Willie Gay with like your last pick in the draft. Yeah. Some of these guys are not. Not even drafted. Yeah, we're getting into the territory now where these guys might be on mm-hmm. waivers after you have your dynasty startup. But I will say I'm starting to, even in some of these redraft leagues, like I love Demario Davis and stuff, but I'm starting to grab these Dre Greenlaws, Willie Gays, Nick Boltons, as opposed to Demario Davis, uh, Eric Wilson, uh, you know, some of these guys that have not necessarily even dynasty, even in redraft, like if they've got upside, that's kind it's of upside. unknown. Yeah. I'm still buying it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't know. That's the big, that, that's one of the biggest questions for me. This off season is what is Kansas city going to do? Are they going to stick yeah. with this dime defense? They tended to trot out there in 2020. Or are they going to mix it up and have two linebackers on the field as kind of their base package? Mm-hmm. That remains to be seen. I think they've got two linebackers who can do it. Are they going to change the scheme? I don't know. So that's why it's a little risky. Um, And I think why you're seeing people take Bolton is because I think they're interpreting that the Chiefs in taking Bolton higher than they took Willie Gay last year are saying, we're going to stick with one linebacker and Willie Gay is not the guy and it's going to be Nick Bolton. So I think, I think drafters are reading the tea leaves correctly But what if we're wrong on the fact that it's just one linebacker? Mm, I think it's less likely that we're wrong that it is Bolton as opposed to Gay. I think it's more likely if we're going to miss on this that they're running two linebackers and both these guys are valuable. Well, and like Adam said, when Gay actually had a little bit of time, he he played pretty well last year when he saw the snaps. Um, Willie Gay did just have a little bit of meniscus surgery, so that's interesting as well. But while you're talking about two linebackers on the field, uh, it made me think about Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Have you seen Simmons in the uh, number nine yet? He looks pretty good. <laughs> Baby. The, the Simmons photos and vidges out of these mini camps. The hype is only going <laughs> through the roof even more. Are y'all fans of these single digit linebackers? I'm okay with it. The yeah. Zayvon Collins one is weird. 25 is weird. Mm. Oh, he's 25. That's really strange. It's like a running back. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's not as weird as Mac Jones being 50. Did you see 50 the other day? Yeah, surely that's just a practice. (laughs) That's weird. That's surely just a training camp number. Sometimes the rookies are numbered weird. They kind of haze him, I feel like, too. Like, you're going to wear, like, a linebacker jersey. What is wrong with Cam Newton's ball? Why is he throwing the ball so weird? I'm telling you, his his shoulder is messed up. I don't know. Maybe he thinks it looks cooler to throw it that way. 
It's so it's like bizarre. Swaggier. There's like an, a little video going around Twitter right now of like Cam completely missing two guys. And then somebody said, y'all are really going to let some QB number 50 like outplay Cam Newton and like start the season. It's wild. It's like his, it's like his arm is attached like a to robot. His, his head with a rubber band. So he can't take it too far out. He has to keep it like super in tight on his body. It's bizarre. It's like, what's the most compact motion I can possibly have? Let me be more compact than that. Yeah. He's going to add his uh, QB camp. Yeah. Bring them all. We got trees out here. <laughs> got trees out here. <laughs> Throwing it in between that gap. <laughs> as we know, well, let's keep it rolling here, fellas. And talk about, uh, speaking of Zach, that great snapper of the football, his Cincinnati Bengals, we're talking about Logan Wilson here at 35 of the Cincinnati Bengals. He is a third round pick, only appeared in 12 games in 2020 and had 33 tackles. The games where he saw somewhat significant snaps, he still didn't really produce. Week 12 against the New York Giants on 47 snaps, he only saw three tackles. Bobby, I don't think you're super mm. excited about Logan Wilson. Not so much. We can move on. Yeah, Addy, what's uh, what's your feeling here? I, kinda, I think he's worth bringing up. For sure. I, I, th- I don't think the spot here is unjustified. Yeah. Because it's got to be somebody in Cincinnati. Yeah, everything I've, I've been reading says that Logan Wilson is the linebacker one there. Mm. And then they're going to do some mixing in with it's Jermaine, not Jermaine, Pratt. Jermaine Pratt. Davis um, Gaither. Davis Gaither, who I kind of really like. Yeah. I like Davis Gaither a lot. I think he'd be a nice little dark horse, uh, dark horse for you that you can get, you know, for free. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, he looked, he's a guy that put up some high tackle numbers when he got in there last, last year. So, um, yeah, Logan Wilson's a guy I like to start the year. I mean, he, you know, like you mentioned, he was a third round pick. So that's the highest draft capital of these linebackers they have. Mm. Um, First pick of the third round. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, so I like that. I mean, Jermaine Pratt, he hasn't been impressive. Like I I really wanted that guy to be something, but he just hasn't, uh, he hasn't really done much with his opportunity. I mean, he was, you know, it was him and Josh Bynes last year, really getting the most snaps, but Neither one of them were really much of anything for IDP. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that Pratt's going to be the answer. I would bet on Logan Wilson to start, and then maybe we can get some Davis Gaither. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted to make sure that Josh Bynes wasn't still there. He is currently a free agent. So they let him yeah. go, did not retain his services. That makes sense. He services. was an old, old fella. So an old fella. Let the young guns get out there. But yeah, Logan Wilson, AKD, or uh, I'm sorry, ADG. Yeah, uh, Akeem Davis Gaither, right? It's yeah. not Gaither Davis. Yeah, it's Davis Gaither. Davis Gaither. Not like your shoes, uh, ASM. Right. Correct. And my Funko. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's like super drippy. It is drippy. Yeah, I was just double checking myself. Yeah, he was the 65th pick mm-hmm. in the 2020 drafts, so the first pick of the third round. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling, though. We, I, I do think Logan Wilson is a fine dart throw but he's one of these guys I'm fine to jettison off my roster. These guys are it cheap. Doesn't work out. I mean, all these guys are cheap. So and, it's like, whatever. And we yeah. got to think about too, like some IDP leagues that we're speaking to right now are not as deep, but there's some that are like hella deep, stupid deep, like yeah. four linebackers. Like Logan Wilson could legitimately Very be a important. starter in some of these leagues. For sure. Let's move to 36. Nick Kwiatkowski of the Las Vegas Raiders. Bobby speak yeah. on Nick quick here, please. You know, I know, I know we're getting deep in here. The linebackers and some of these guys you don't really want to talk about, but you know, this mess we kind of need to talk about. Um, you know, is it going to be Nick? Is it going to be Corey? I've had a lot of questions. Is uh, Nick Morrow uh, going to be worth holding? What do we think of Jonathan Abrams even? Didn't they draft two safeties in round two and round three? You know, my goodness, just what a mess all this is. So if we want to trust Josh, you know, and when Josh kind of always brings up follow what the team is doing with their money, then it should be Corey and Nick. 
but who or both of them? You know, they both had over 80 tackles on the year. Nick played 12 games and Corey actually played 14. Nick is now 28 and showed games of 13 and a 10 tackle game in 2020. Corey being 27 and not seeing any double digit tackles in 2020. He had zero double digit tackle games. Morrow is 25 oh years gosh. old, started in 11 games last year and had 78 tackles to go with three sacks. Do you want to go with youth? I would hold Morrow and Corey. Do you want to go with the money? I'd go with Nick and Corey. Want to be smart? Don't draft any of these guys. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a quagmire. Sorry, I know that was a long novel, but that, there's a it's genuinely. I mean, there's a lot of and you have Divine Diablo lurking in the shadows, waiting to kind of come in in this sort of hybrid safety linebacker role. Trayvon Morig, you still got Jonathan Abrams. You've got these linebackers. You've now got uh, the old uh, Minnesota boy. Yannick is there to go with uh, Crosby and, and Farrell, the number four overall pick. So it's like, man, I wish we could tell you all what to do, but I'm not sure John Gruden knows what to do. Yeah, this is not, I have Kwiatkowski and, um, but no, I'm not, I'm not banking on any of these Raiders linebackers. I am just because Macri's putting it out there with the uh, Corey Littleton resurgence. Yeah. I'm rising a little bit on Corey, but that contract though, Macri. I got you. I see you. We know that this is going to happen, right? They're going to consummate this marriage and get Corey on Bobby's team, who the, he will then promptly shift off. Sure. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's data mining. He's like, let yeah. me see what these guys like. What's, what's old Ben Ratty been searching on Google? Mm-hmm. Is he looking up linebacker ranks? Let me send him old. Uh, what's he liking? What are his, what are his Twitter likes oh, look like? Yeah. What's fantasy guru bro liking? I know them burners boys. Uh, he does. Uh-huh. Bobby's got all the burners of everyone tracked on a list on Twitter. Wake up in the morning. Hey, Siri, show me them burners. Hey, Siri, show me what Ben's been looking at on <laughs> Google. Let's see what we can trade him today. All right. So from one situation that we don't have a lot of clarity on. Yeah. Just pick the linebacker you like best. We weren't, we're not going to kill you if you go Morrow, pick Corey. Nick quick or Corey, but, um, None. To another situation that is a little messy as well, just because of the lack of talent there, especially with the aforementioned Corey Littleton out the door a couple seasons ago. Ernest Jones, the Rams 2021 third round pick was a linebacker. That seems significant, Bobby. Mm -hmm. That's good draft capital for a position of need. That makes Ernest Jones very interesting in my mind. 2-2 Atwell went in the second. That's a little wild. I still am kind of shocked they drafted a wide receiver. And they have Deshaun Jackson. Don't forget that. What a world. What are we doing, Sean? What are we doing, fella? So Ernest Jones, I mean, not the most, like, impressive um, career, but looks like he missed some games at least his uh, junior season there at South Carolina. This is a very Raiders-type situation. I don't know that I really want to draft any of these guys, but it's kind of ridiculous because if we look back historically, even from 2020, like the linebacker for the Rams eight, whoever it was last year. So it's super important and we're not going to know until probably training camp. So you just need to keep an ear to the ground, see who's going to play behind AD, the best defensive player in all of football right now and for eternity until forever, forever and always. Amen. Eddie, on this list that we've talked about so far, let's say from 30 down, which of these guys could you see just making your eyeballs pop like the first month of the season? 
Because for me, I think Ernest Jones is in that mix. Yeah, no, I mean he's 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 right there. I mean that's why he's I, I've given him probably some love. Um, you know, at thirty seven here, mm-hmm. I just think I mean yeah, like just the fact that they used the draft capital on him. I mean he was productive in college. You know, nine games last year, and he put up eighty six tackles in a sack. Um, put up ninety seven and twelve the year before that. So I mean he's been productive at South Carolina. Um. Really nice tape to one of those guys yeah. that just kind of jumps out at you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just makes a lot of sense. I mean, this was a guy that was being drafted like in the fifth round of rookie drafts, right? Yeah. So I think that we've, I think he's probably seen his value increase more than any other linebacker. I would say so. Um, and so it'll just continue to. I mean, yeah, I think Ernest Jones, if you're looking for someone to rise, it would probably be one of these next three guys. I was going to say, these three seem like a, a kind of a trio of rookies that could see their draft, you know, draft stock skyrocket yeah. here. And that's kind of want to training. Right. Camp. And that's kind of want to put all these guys together like that. So sure. they're already, they're already there in your top 40, but I think you, you can just expect those guys to slowly start rising up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it rolling here since we're talking about rookies and move down to number 38 here. Pete Werner of the new Orleans saints. He was their second round pick. That is some high draft capital. We are just showing mad love to Demario Davis. And I don't think this is the year that Pete Werner out snaps or outperforms Demario Davis for IDP purposes. But man, if you talk about kind of a successor and heir to the throne there in the linebacking core of the new Orleans saints, Pete Warner is a great stash because if he inherits this Demario Davis role, you're looking at a potential top 12 linebacker because that's all Demario Davis has been since he got to N O R Bobby, as mm-hmm. we saw. Yeah. Nor nor. So I love Pete Warner. I know, um, you know, he was in the big 10 there at Ohio state, um, total tackles, not crazy. Uh, you got 58, 64, and 54. Keeping in mind, that was only eight games his senior season, which was last year. Yeah. Um, he did have seven and a half tackles for loss, five and a half, and two and a half with a sack last year to go along with those two and a half tackles for loss. So, yeah, I think Pete Warner, that's a pretty pretty interesting. I, I agree, Addy, that you have him ranked below uh, Ernest Jones, because Ernest Jones has a clear path to linebacker one status on the Rams. Mm-hmm. I don't see that right now with Pete Warner. Yeah. And, yeah. And honestly, I may have Pete Warner ahead of the guy, the next guy that I probably shouldn't. Yeah. I think Baron Browning actually is probably needs to be ahead of Pete Warner. So I might tweak that. Might tweak it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, if we Browning has a better opportunity. If he, yes. If we're talking about a chance, an opportunity to potentially be the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way that Warner overtakes Davis, but we could absolutely see Browning overtake AJ Johnson. Yeah. And, but, but also Warner definitely has a shot too. I mean, that, like we've mentioned, that team could be bad. They could just be, you know, throw their hands up midway That's through true. the year and just let these young guys get out there and realize that they need to, to just hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they do. They that's where they are as a franchise. Like yeah. they don't want to admit it, but they are there. They you got to do it. It's time. Um, we've all been there. You New shoot. Orleans. You shoot your shoe. Uh, shot your shot with Breeze. And you got your ring. You got your ring. You should have maybe gotten some more, but it is it's what it okay, is. Yeah. You had a great run with Breeze. Yep. Man, Bre- imagine if Breeze had stayed out uh, out west, stay with the Chargers. Yeah, that would have been weird because you would have seen seen Rivers be somewhere else. Yeah. You would have seen Eli Manning be somewhere else, probably. Yeah. 
So a lot of uh, what if potential there, Bobo. Man, I sure hope that Taysom plays quarterback. I I have just seen from a fantasy perspective. Everything I've seen is pointing toward Jameis Winston as the starter. Who did I say? You said Taysom as I the starter. I said that 100% wrong. I meant Jameis. Oh, you meant Jameis? I hope Winston is the quarterback. I hope so, too. Me, too. A la Blake Bortles. Throw a ton of interceptions. Yeah, Who cares? Go. Who cares? Also threw for 400 yards before yeah. a touchdown. Team's going to be bad. Might as well have some fun. Let's talk about Baron Browning. This is a guy I took in our XFFL rookie draft. Mm-hmm. Love me some Baron Browning. He is the second round pick of the Denver Broncos. He's another Ohio State prospect. So it's funny to see two Ohio State guys back to back. But Browning only saw nine starts in his years at OSU. We have another aging linebacker. Addy, you've mentioned this before. AJ Johnson, low key, very old because mm-hmm. he got a late start to his career. So how do we see things playing out with Browning and the woodchopper in 2021, Addy? Well, I think Browning's going to get a shot. I mean, what we what's so enticing about Browning is just the athletic profile. This guy is like a is a legit freak. So he's 6'3", 245. Uh, again, he was a third-round draft pick. 4'6", 140. Uh, 108.5 speed score. That's 85th percentile. He had a 96th percentile burst score, 94th percentile agility score, a 23 on the bench press. He's being compared to Ryan Shazier mm-hmm. athletically. So... That's great company. Um, Shazir is one of the, you know, one of the best linebackers that we, we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just has a great opportunity there in, in Denver. And, you know, Josie Jewell was actually pretty solid last year. Sure, We like to give Josie Jewell crap, but he wasn't he terrible. He was pretty solid and he graded mm-hmm. out pretty decently on PFF. I think he was around like the 65s or 70s, somewhere in there. So yeah, he was pretty solid, but Baron Browning, I mean, this guy was was drafted there for a reason. They do need a guy like him in there. Um, I think it's a great fit, and, and yeah, he's someone that I've, I've definitely risen on um, here, here recently. I like it. Yeah, Baron Browning, this was a guy that— um, And you got him where in your draft? I got him—I only had fourth and fifth round picks. I think he was my first pick at the—near the end of the fourth round. And that's round. the story. I'd say, you know, in more casual leagues, this guy's probably slipping through to the waiver wire, so he's, he might be out there on your waivers. I'm going to give you a little crap, but Baron Browning or Willie Gay? Mm, man, that's a good one. Um, I probably have Willie Gay too high at this point, honestly. Um, but there's still that, like— what if? Because mm-hmm. he showed well. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of somebody who showed well. They're all in this range, man. Although, you know. I would say one- Browning just because I feel like we know A.J. Johnson is going to age out at some point. They just took Nick Bolton, who if it's Bolton, it's not like Bolton's going to you know hit a point where he's so much older that they have to replace him with Gay. I think they just may have taken Gay's replacement, unfortunately. One reason I like Browning more than Werner is just because of the situation. I mean, we've all talked about it, but Denver is a quarterback away from being a good defense, and A.J. Johnson knows that system, and I think it's still for 2021, it's going to be, you know, I know he's an older guy, but he also has less tread on the tires, so, um, you know, sorry more tread on the tires because if there was less tread, he's been doing a burnout, been driving them too long. Say, you know, cars, so you have to educate about to have us. a blowout. The more tread you have, is there more traction. There okay, you, you go. Said, you said blowout. Yeah. We talking diapers now? We yeah. are. We are. Just a blowout in the back of your truck. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number 40 here. Guys, we are moving along at a nice little pace. Look at us. Now, now I want to get y'all's take on this player because I feel like he is one who has seen his stock 
you know, maybe take a little bit of a hit here uh, with yeah. Green Bay. He got You're, bummed down recently. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say he was, I feel like a little bit higher. Yeah, probably mid thirties. Yeah. So this is Chris Barnes of the Green Bay Packers. Um, 23 years old. He showed some potential. That was his rookie year. I believe last mm. year showed a lot of potential. Bobo, you got some great, uh, some great little nugs here from his log. Yeah. So week six at Tampa Bay, great team, uh, on 57 snaps. He had 10 tackles and then week seven at Houston on only 27 tackles. He had eight tackles and one sack and week 17 on 59 snaps. He saw 14 tackles. With 2021 now in the windshield, entered Devondre Campbell. Campbell had 99 tackles and started all 16 games for the Arizona Cardinals in 2020. I'm still buying Barnes, honestly, with the potential upside, even with Devondre Campbell being there. So Devondre Campbell, to me, is not the Jordan Hicks. If Jordan Hicks had gone to Green Bay, it would have affected Barnes' situation much more drastically, I think. Um, I'm still drafting Barnes with confidence. Could We know Jordan Hicks is still on the block. Wouldn't it be hilarious if the Packers just pulled out the Cardinals linebacking core from 2020? Yeah, they and totally Hicks could. Over? <laughs> totally could. I mean, that's not out of the question. And then beat them in the uh, NFC Championship. Yeah, because yeah, it's not like they're set there. I mean, Barnes is an undrafted linebacker. Uh, Devondre Campbell, I think, at this point, we, he's just a jag. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're not secure there. They could definitely bring in Hicks. A lot likely, but, but yeah, but that, you know, Campbell being there, that does, that does bump Chris Barnes a little bit for me just because it seemed like he was just, you know, skyrocketing, just locked in there. No one, no one to compete for tackles at all. We're getting into the realm of don't hold too tightly to these guys. Yeah, We're that's getting a great sell, point, man. If someone's yeah. offering you a third for any of these people. Oh God. Yeah. sell really. Yeah. Outside of like, I mean, truly once we get to like this, this 40 right here. Sorry, that's it's, kind it's, of the cutoff point. Yeah, if you can get third round picks, even a fourth round pick. If someone gives me a fourth round pick for any of these dudes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably doing it. Yeah. Suck. See what you think. See if you agree if you would take a fourth round pick as for some of these guys we're about to mention. If you were wondering who the player was, the DFF trip said don't go chasing bad players. It was Chris Barnes. Don't mm. go so, chasing Because I think I saw him and Kyle B were. Uh, yeah, you're not going to see me buy. You're not going to see me buy Chris Barnes anywhere this offseason. Come no, on, sir. Adam. Come so, on. Nah. Hey, here, and speaking of a guy sold last offseason, fresh off his 111 tackles. Talk to it, Eddie, number 41. Who do we got? Rashawn Evans, which, uh, I mean, this may be too high, honestly, for him because I don't, I don't know that he's going to be there for long. He's just not a very good player. He's just a guy that's out there racking up tackles and, and really not doing much else. I like Rashawn Evans. I can't help it. Why do you like him? I don't know. Because he played those... at Alabama? No, no, I don't know. I just Wait, can't... who was the guy that you sold today? Not Rashawn Evans. Who was it? Zedaria Smith. Z- no, it was another. It was uh, Bud Dupree. That, Dupree, he yeah. was he was labeled as a linebacker for the Titans. We didn't like that. So Rashawn Evans, he's he's fine. He's whatever. whatever. I mean, Let's move on. Would you Jinx. trade him for? Was someone offers you a fourth, you trade in Rashawn Evans? No, I want a fifth. I think honestly, <laughs> you can get. I mean, someone yes. offers you a fourth in this draft. Someone says, "Hey, I'll give you the four one for Rashawn Evans." Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Bye bye. Hundred percent. Because it, and again, <laughs> you either get a pick this round or. Waiver wire is going to produce somebody better than Rashawn Evans, so keep that in mind. Probably get Nick Bolton with the four hundred one. Oh, absolutely. Or Ernest Jones. Yeah, think yeah, about who Ernest you could Jones. play that yeah. game of who can you swap out. 
Who could you possibly? Because you're fourth, not. You're probably you're, not getting. You're not getting a 401 for Sean Evans. No, no one's doing but that. But if you probably. play in a league of dopes, maybe you haven't yeah. shared this podcast with your league mates, right? You, I mean, you you say, well, he had 111 tackles a sophomore year, 96 last year. I mean, he's that's pretty nice start to his career. Just, entering his fourth, entering his fourth year, using the same narratives people use yeah. for like offensive players, like, like take <laughs> a little snapshot of his game log. Like look at that, look at his fantasy finish. Look at week eight. Yeah, where Jayon stands though. That's right. We love yeah. John. And even, you know, David Long's there. Yeah. They brought in Monty Rice. I mean, I think they're telling you there That's that uh, Sean Evans is probably not the guy that they're going to build around. That D uh, sucks, Long too. for this world. Actually, yeah. David Long now plays for the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, I knew they had moved on. From wow. That. Yeah. So David Long, because he, he had a nice little stretch. Sorry, guys. Uh, but that's, that's who you want there in L.A. is David Long. David Long. <laughs> Maybe that was the guy that was on the beach. Yeah, I'm going to need to bump Ernest Jones down a little bit over that news. <laughs> Ernest goes to the bench. Ernest Ruff, anyone? <laughs> All right, number 42. Rip, Ernest. <laughs> is he dead? We drive past your house what in White it? House, Tennessee all the time. Oh, every, is he really dead? Every week. Yeah, he definitely died. Yeah, he died. Oh, that bums me out. Brussels sprouts. What's that? What does he say? What's that famous line? I just know him from the Halloween. Halloween. Oh, is it from the Halloween movie? Uh, what's his dog's name? Uh, it's, oh. it's a cute little dog. He Gosh. just turned into a wooden statue by the, like the gnomes. I I still that 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 terrorizes. Uh, that's a scary movie. It's a very Trip, scary you know, movie. A lot of close up shots of Ernest all the time. They're yeah. kind of like trippy and stuff. Yeah, he's like nah, 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 doing his yeah. jaw weird. That was kind of his thing. Sorry guys, we'll we'll study up. Those, were, <laughs> we'll deep those dive. are borderline traumatizing. Come back next week. Jordan Hicks, we mentioned him. Will he stay in Arizona? Will he sign somewhere else? He's had a couple nice seasons. Was the LB one in twenty nineteen with one hundred and fifty tackles. Uh, he had 11 tackles for loss that season. He took a little bit of a step back in terms of tackles last year, 118, but still had 11 tackles for loss. Uh, he's never been a huge sack guy. He had one and a half sacks in 2019 and zero in 2020. So I don't think he stays in Arizona. I think once we start seeing the training camp injuries pile mm-hmm. up, Jordan Hicks is going to be on his way. So here's what I'm doing. I'm holding Jordan Hicks right now. I'm waiting for that trade to happen. I'm waiting for the buzz and the hype, and then boom, he is off my roster. For a second. A, for, if you can get a second, my God, you probably just pillage someone's poor squad. But, um, yeah, I'm moving this guy as soon as he finds a new home. I'm piggybacking off that hype. Um, Could he return to Philly? That would make a lot of sense. Oh, Philly probably hates him. Look at what he did in four years at Philly. Four years at Philly, he only put up 254 combined tackles. In two years at Arizona, he put up 268. He did that on purpose. Did he just hate the people of Philly? He just wasn't there. He, he was hurt all the time. I'm sure the people of Philly hate him. Yeah, because you look at uh, his run there in Philly, he started five games, 16 games, Seven games, 12 games. Great. So That ain't going to do good for you in Philly. Yeah, not too much. So Jordan Hicks... Best days are behind him. He looks like uh, last year was his age 28 season. So not super interested in Jordan Hicks. But a value bump is coming, like you guys mentioned. it is. He's going to sign somewhere. For redraft, I still think he has appeal that you can capitalize on in your dynasty leagues. Mm -hmm. So keep it moving here. Another player we mentioned earlier talking about Baron Browning was A.J. Johnson. So the woodchopper, as we know, doing manly stuff just out in the woods, cutting down whole-ass trees, as Addy likes to say. He led the Denver Broncos with 124 tackles in 2020. So the addition of Browning, 
Bobo, this doesn't worry you too much for 2021? I'm not really worried about it, especially early on. I, I still like A.J. Johnson in redraft. Uh, early season in 2021, I still think they're going to roll with A.J. Johnson, especially if you know if, if they can go out and if they can get a Deshaun. Deshaun's probably not going to play this year, but if they can get a Aaron Rodgers, if they can get a bump at all. I mean, even Teddy's not a bad quarterback, but man, that team is just set up to win right now. Uh, one key thing for me, A.J. had 10 games of double-digit scoring in 2020. Uh, that's pretty elite. I don't know where he finished as far as he had to have been top 20 LBs last year. Um, I still like him. I know Baron Browning, whatever. I'm 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 not too polarized by Browning yet. Yeah, I think in Dynasty, I definitely want Browning as opposed to A.J. Johnson. Just because of the age, last year was Johnson's age 29 season there in Denver. But this will be his fourth year in the league. That's right. So he doesn't have – does he have a lot of tread on the tires or not a lot of tread? It's actually his third year in the league – yeah, because he only played one game in 2018. And recorded no stats. Zero. Um, so just 2019 has, and 2020. The Woodchopper's got a hell of a ton of tread on them tires. All right, I'm learning a lot about tires. You got some BF Goodrich. They ain't they ain't dry rotted. Is Goodrich a good... Uh, the toe on them looks great. Good tire brand? It's a, the best brand. Is it? Okay, I need to know this. They're, they're expensive, though. Are they? <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, yes, sir. You get your checkbook out. You're not going to buy them with cash. Hey, like, what kind of tires would you like, sir? I'm like, whatever's cheapest. I don't care. Sir, do you know that we're sponsored by Manscaped? Yes. Does that help? Do you know who I am? You're not going to give me any sort of tire discount? <laughs> I don't know how we got to talking about that. Oh, it's tread on the tires. Yeah. AJ Johnson, I'm trying to sell AJ in Dynasty Leagues right now because I do think that, again, there is still value there for AJ Johnson. So offload him while you can. If somebody comes knocking, offering a fourth, Addy. Push the button. And if you're a contender, buy him. That's right. He'll be useful next year. And yes. May, and he may have, you know, we see these guys like, he reminds me a lot of like DeMario Davis or one of those mm-hmm. types. Like he could, he could very much have uh, a relevant career for, you know, another two, three years. Yeah. So let's keep it moving because there's another player here at 44 that I'm a little more interested in just because it's a name we haven't really talked about much the past couple seasons because of the injury and the opt-out. This is C.J. Mosley, the assumed LB1 for the New York Jets, Eddie. What do we make of Mosley yeah. right now? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I would assume that still. I mean, gosh, you're paying him so much money. I mean, he's got to he's got to be the guy there, right? There's not there's not anything around him. Blake right. Cashman's not going to be a thing. No Hewitt. Ne- Neville Hewitt's gone. Um, I mean, we just haven't seen him really since 2018. Um, that's a long time in NFL terms. Yeah, because 2019, he only played two games. I think it was a hamstring injury that he was dealing with. And then, of course, last year he opted out. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of unknown. I mean, T.J. Mosley is at his lowest value. He's been in a long time. But uh, that's, you know, if he returns yeah. to 80% of what he was, I mean, that's that's – I'm okay with that. Look at that log. 133, 117, 92 – on 14 games in 2016, but then 2017, 132 tackles, 105 tackles. So, man, that's why he's 44 and not 24. This is wild. I've never seen anything like this. I was looking up his contract. He's a $10 million cap. This is from spot track. No dead cap. And there's some wonkiness going on there. I think with the dead cap, because it's in red. I think it's the exempt list. I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe that changes once he comes off. The exempt list. I don't know. Maybe he's still on that from COVID. I thought by opting out, you were like guaranteed your salary was guaranteed or whatever. Maybe. 
But what's crazy is, so 2019, this was the year he got hurt. $13 million cap hit. You want to guess the dead cap? I've never seen anything like this. Mm. $40 billion. $40 billion. You're <laughs> close. It was $43 million. Damn. Dead cap. So they would have, it would have cost them $30 million more to cut this guy. Jeez. So this wow. year, um, it looks like the, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. 2020, it was a cap of $10 million. So I guess some part of that contract was guaranteed. That's why there's no dead cap. This year, his cap, it's only $7.5 million. But the dead cap, again, $27.85 so he's million. So, so he's, he's not staying. going anywhere, guys. Mm. He's not going anywhere next year either because it's 17.5 cap hit, 20.5 dead cap. Yeah. Mm. I don't think they're going to pay $3 million more to have, you know, CJ Mosley off their roster. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of uncertainty, you know. Hadn't seen him since 2019, and then we got a new. We got a new coach in there, so. But I do love Robert Sala. Sure yeah. do, sure do. That's and again, nice I upgrade. think I think Mosley's gonna be fine. Mm. I think he has more dynasty appeal than a lot of the guys here I've seen at the uh, bottom of this list. What's his ceiling? Ceiling is an LB one. I really believe that. You could get there, yeah. Like wow. that's in the range of outcomes. I don't think it's very possible. I think it's like a percentage, fifteen to twenty percent chance he finishes as an LB one. But it, but does it, he? He seemed like a guy that is likely to outperform where he's drafted. And oh, opportunity. absolutely. Where's he going right now? People are forgetting about him. Yeah, yeah. he's he's one of those. I always Mike sniped him in our draft that we had that that mock draft. I was like, ah, damn it! I really was about to take C.J. Mosley there. I think it was the last round, though. Yeah, you can get him as like your LB four or five. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. I think um, I'm not going to say it's a lock that he finishes as an LB two, but I would put it as a better than fifty percent chance if he stays healthy, which is a big if, that he finishes as an LB two in 2021. Yep, he may be your best LB four out there. It's mm-hmm. true. All right, number forty five on the list, gentlemen. We are digging deep right now because we are talking about Jalen. Phillips of the Cleveland Browns. Jacob. Did I say Jalen? Jalen. Jalen Phillips. Not light. Little, uh, little bit different uh, Phillips there. Are they brothers? I'm going to say they're brothers. Yes, they are. Sure they are. Are they actually really? actually his dad. It's actually his dad. <laughs> Jalen Phillips, who is younger, is Jacob Phillips' dad. That uh-huh. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Jacob Phillips, Cleveland Browns. Um, Bobo is, who's the guy in Cleveland? Is it Anthony Walker? Is it Jacob Phillips? Is it uh, Jeremiah Wusu koromoa What are we thinking there? Definitely Jeremiah. It's Owusu. definitely Sione Taki Taki. I agree. Koromoa. I don't know. Uh, Mac Wilson hive over here. <laughs> Mac Wilson stand. Uh, there are a lot of like line, but we've tr- we've thrown this dart quite a bit, and the dart just keeps flying out the window of the oh, bar. Yeah. It's been messy. These guys are interesting, you know. JOK, new guy. I think they know there's an issue, so that's why they drafted him so high. Um, Jacob Phillips, could it be him? Let's go ahead and talk about Anthony Walker. You know, uh, one of the more interesting ads, honestly, in free agency. Um, kind of a prove-it type deal, a one-year deal there with the Browns. Um, so, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm kind of treating him like I am the Raiders, you know, or the Rams, honestly. Like, if you know who one of these guys is right now, honestly, the, the JOK purchase in Dynasty, I'm 100% fine with that. But... If you want to grab Phillips or Walker as your LB4, maybe a little bit of LB3 upside, maybe that's fine. I just, I don't know. I don't know that either of these guys are going to blow your socks off this year. Yeah. Addy, I assume here that you had Jacob Phillips 
a little, one tick higher than Anthony Walker just because of the age of the age. He's under contract there in Cleveland on a rookie deal. Um, this will be a second year, but of course he'll have another, you know, two years after that. Jacob Phillip just turned 22, right? April 1st birthday. And I thought Anthony, he looked good last year. Yeah, Anthony Walker's going to be 26 when the season starts. Also yeah. started over Pat queen at LSU. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's really why that he's ranked ahead of, of him, but I could see Anthony Walker having the better year in 2021. Yeah. Walker. I think that's almost, I'm not going to say a given a lot of things can change. A lot of things can happen. A lot of surprises in store like every season, but I would project Anthony Walker to be the linebacker to own for 2021. Yeah. I'm not saying for dynasty purposes, but if I want the most production, I'm, I'm pegging Anthony Walker. for Right. And then do you think you want Phillips and Cormoa for beyond? Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. I was just trying to see where did Jacob Phillips get drafted? Uh, what was his draft position? It looks like it was round three pick 97. That's not it's bad. Pretty nice. Yeah. Anything in the third round, I look at as good draft capital yep. because yep. that's pretty. Because the hundredth pick comes in. Let's see. That would be the fourth round, right? Because yeah. it's thirty-two picks per round. Sure. So anything that's a top one hundred pick is good draft capital. So the Browns spent good draft capital to go and get Jacob Phillips. I think they brought in Anthony Walker just to shore up the position. I don't think you can have enough linebackers same thing with taking jok we know he plays kind of this overhang role so where will he be deployed on the field will he have more of an isaiah simmons type first year where they're kind of trying him out in different spots we'll see but yeah jacob phillips is a great little dart Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know how many times he's going to see your starting lineup Mm -hmm. in 2021 probably not much Um, but maybe we know how much injuries happen that's right Yeah, this is all assuming, you know, health for everybody, which is insane because a lot of these guys are going to get hurt this season. Just happens every year. Yeah. But, um, Bobo, are you staying away from the Browns linebackers? No, I like JOK. Um, I think he's athletic. I think he, I think he could be the guy there. Um, I'm not drafting him over Jamin Davis. I'm not drafting him over Zayvon Collins. I'm not drafting him over Micah Parsons. Um, but, as far as rookie drafts go, LB4, I'm 100% fine with that. Yeah. Is Ernest Jones creeping up into... 100%. 100%. That's a decision now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just opportunity, you know? I mean, dude, freaking JOK looks super drippy. I mean, he looks he looked great at Notre Dame. I mean, I, I was really impressed with his tape. But um, opportunity, man, you play behind Aaron Donald, you rack up those tackles, and, and Micah... Uh, uh, Kaiser and reader or nobody. Um, but Jacob Phillips and Anthony Walker or somebody, I mean, JOK is going to have a little bit of competition there. So I don't know. Cleveland's a mess, but they need to figure it out because their linebackers were garbage last year. All yeah. right. Don't forget that 20, so like 2017, 2018 draft. Um, Darius Leonard was the fourth linebacker out of that group mm-hmm. that was being, you know, it was Roquan Tremaine and then um, LVE mm-hmm. and then Darius Leonard. That's kind of, wow. that was a consensus a that rookie year. I remember doing our draft recap that year that Lauren took Darius Leonard. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? I'm a Colts fan, and I don't even know who Darius Leonard is. So Shame. That's that was terrible. on me. But uh, Bad look, Josh. Can we cut that? Can we cut we that, weren't doing we big, cut We that. were not doing big Do three poop. at that Do point. Poop. Go ahead and cut yeah. that. <laughs> so uh, this question is going to sound a little odd. <laughs> we, had, we, need to, we need to use Rody more. Rody's getting a little. Yeah, I know. I don't even know what the break 
that's the uh, oh, outro. Terrible. God. I don't even know what the buttons We're are sorry, anymore. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Should be out here spending more time with this thing. I need to give him more attention. Uh-huh. So um, this is gonna sound like a weird question, Addy, but I need to ask it because of where these guys are being drafted. As in, this first guy's probably being taken inside the top twelve, whereas the next guy I'm about to mention is not being drafted at all. I would say, would you rather have Neville Hewitt? our 47th ranked linebacker here, now a Houston Texan, or would you rather have his more expensive running mate in Zach Cunningham? Give me Neville, baby. All day, every day? All day, every day. All right, so, yeah, talk to me about Neville Hewitt a little bit and what it is. Is it just the opportunity? I mean, yeah, and it's, you know, similar to Tyrell Adams last year. I mean, that's that's really it. And we we saw Tyrell Adams outperform Cunningham, honestly when he was out there. So that's really it. I mean, Neville Hewitt is, has racked up 134 tackles last year. Yeah. And the year before I'm sleeping that, on Neville a little bit. the year before that, he put up 75 tackles and three sacks in 12 games. And a lot of that was in part-time duty. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, Neville Hewitt, he gets hated on and slept on, but he continues to produce for IDP and that's all we care about. And I mean, that Houston Texans defense is trash. They brought in a lot of linebackers, but they're all trash. Neville Hewitt is, is actually going to be a leader in that locker room. I think, mm-hmm. which is tells you about the locker room. Um, <laughs> it's not great, Bob, not great, but, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a huge value. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised when we look up and see him inside the top 20 mm-hmm. this year. All right, there you go. And it, I didn't realize. I just kind of thought Neville Hewitt was a young guy who kind of flashed, and then, you know, the Jets didn't want to keep him around. New regime, let him go. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a while. He's been around He's been for in a bit. the league since 2015. Started out with Miami, went over to the Jets. You know who else was that was just like that? Hmm. Tyrell Adams. Uh-huh. But he wasn't as productive as Neville. True. Ever. So the Texans have a type. Maybe. All right, so there you go. Bad bad linebackers. Bad linebackers. We want all the bad players. All right, we're going to give you all 48 with a bonus here. So 48, we have Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings. And at 49, Michael Walker. Y'all gentlemen had to remind me. uh, Oh, Atlanta. ATL. So you're shooting your shot a little bit here. I feel like Troy Dye, though. Eric Kendricks. Anthony Barr. Who else is there now with Eric Wilson out the yeah. door? Yeah, that's that was that was my thinking. I mean, I think that uh, Chaz Surratt. Yeah, Chaz Surratt could have an opportunity, but that third linebacker spot fills up for grabs. And, sure. And Troy Hill. I mean, I'm sorry, Troy Die was um, pretty pretty solid when he got to get out there and play. Um, so you know, it's he's ranked 48th overall. Someone please don't message me about this at all. How could you? Please Every message other Adam. Has CM, is he 52? <laughs> Imagine. It's like you might as well just come with a giant sign that says, please block me. I am a flaming douchebag. Yeah, just leave me alone. Just please stop. Just like the tweet and move on. Just let me get hit in the chest with the golf ball and impress you. I don't need you in my mentions. I don't care about Mike Walker either. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, I don't care about either one of those. I'm not telling anyone to here's a go great, buy those. Here's a great question for you. So since Reality Sports Online does not seem to be moving Jeremy Chin back to safety, where do you have him in your LB ranks? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, Sheesh. if that was if he was locked in as a linebacker forever, I mean, he would be... Let's look. Let's look. I think I'll put him... I'm flying up past the top. Big3IDP.com. I know he's going to be up here at the top. So, 
Oh, he, he, he won't even be on this list because this is just a list from 25 to 48. So he would have been, he would have probably been ahead of Tremaine Edmonds, which I think he was like 11. So he would have been top 10. He would have been. All right, I'll give you Tremaine Edmonds was 10. Murray's nine. Tell me when to stop. Jamin Davis is eight. Isaiah Simmons is seven. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting him ahead of Devin Kenneth Bush Murray is, or Jamin Davis. Devin Bush is six. This is going to be interesting, Addy. It's going to be a little think tank for you. Pat Queen is five. What's, what's overall after, 13? What's after, you have Jeremy Chin as safety two. What's after Tremaine Edmonds? Uh, LB10. Well, what's that? Well, who's 11? Uh, Blake Martinez. The linebacker, linebacker hurts him a little bit. That's true. I agree. I agree. I think I'd put him, I'd put him at, um, he'd be right there, like by in between like Murray and whoever, who was, who wow, was that's that? high. Murray's nine. Tremaine is 10. Yeah. He'd be right after, he'd be he'd, after Murray. He'd be in the middle of the LB2 range for me. Huh? Huh? And it's like you said, Bob, maybe not. Logically, the best spot just feels a little grody. I don't want him as a linebacker. I want him as a safety. Dude. Yeah, yeah. You could drop him now because yeah. uh, we have that rule. If the position changes, you can drop him with that's no cap. True. You probably should. I need to consider that. Should do, do it, and then it switches back to safety. And Bob, hey, just dude, that's his house sick. on fire. If we did the. If we did that uh, right now on the show. We should, Whoa. Bobby. Think Bob, about the rankings, dude. Go, dude, what is go, to this, go to this website. Go to We're not even live, but what everyone is, would just love it. It's realitysportsonline.com. Okay. Promo code Big Three IDP for ten percent off. Do I need Manscaped. to pay. I need to pay. <laughs> the code is manscaped. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it's late. We've had a jam-packed sewed here. I wanted to keep it around an hour and a half. We did pretty good. We had yeah, that's a shorter sewed. Little cut intro. the heat on. Got a little hot out here. I started getting a little delirious. Boys. I know. Bob, Addy was like, "Wrap it up." We were at like thirty-six. I was like, "Well, we got about halfway done." So me and Adam are doing dual yawns over here. I know. Yeah. Y'all are too cute. Woo. All right, well, we hope you all enjoyed this breakdown of the linebacker position for Dynasty. I think we got you covered 1 through 49. We almost went out to 50, gentlemen. Mm. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. We appreciate you all just gobbling up this linebacker content. You love to see it, Addy. It's good to see uh, that year three. I guess we're just going with leap, huh? No, we need a new word. Yes, sir. 49 through 72 next week. (laughs) Tune in. (laughs) Now, we will have a very fun episode. We'll do a little mock draft. Uh, Well, no, it's a best ball draft. So we're going to do a little best ball draft recap. We're going to do a little who'd you get and a new seggy that if you've been watching the interwebs and the TikToks and the bing bongs and the vines and the digitals, you've seen this video passed around uh, on the old back alleys. You're going to have a lot of new drops. A lot of new drops. Josh and I have been doing what I've been telling him to be doing. (laughs) I don't like it. Eddie just sends me, it's 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 never just (laughs) one, it's a barrage. It's like this, 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 this. And I'm like, these are all going to get deleted because our slack like deletes itself every 48 hours. 1 a.m. in the morning. Morning. Yeah, it's just I'm like, all right, there's Addy. My phone's buzzing. I'm half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thank you all for listening. Shout out to our patrons. We love and appreciate y'all. And again, if you would like to join the listener league, DM us at Big Three IDP or email us Big Three IDP at gmail.com. Thank you to Manscaped and Reality Sports Online. With that, we will see you all next week. This is. Big 3 IGP.